a guy's walking down the street, he comes across a homeless guy, right? And uh, this is one of those assholes who he can't just give the homeless guy a couple bucks without asking any questions. He can ask to lecture him a little bit. And so he, give, he gives him a fiver and he says, look, I don't want you spending this on, on gambling or anything, right? Because they're right. sitting uh, in front of a casino and uh, or it's just down the street there. Uh, and and, he's, and the guy says, oh, no, this isn't my gambling money. And then he, he puts the $5 away and then he takes out a roll of $800 and he says, this is my gambling money. <laughs> And if you if you know if you know a gambler like our friend Shitstain Taylor, that's totally true, man. That you know, it's, it's just like they're always down. Like no matter what situation they're in, they're they're always ready to come up with a few hundo to to throw on the table. Oh, it's like being an addict. You just they always find a way. You know, they always find a way to get the to get what they need. Yeah, and uh, that's uh that's kind of what my mother is doing now because. Uh, a, a few days about, I don't know, maybe a week before the election, she bet me, or she's, she was convinced. She's like, no, shy Trump voter thesis. Uh, there's no way people, and I, I told her, I was like, well, why, why is it that you think that, you Hold know. Hold on, uh, where's her normal accent? Usually you give her an accent when you quote uh, her. Oh, yeah, 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 it's true. My foreigner immigrant mother who loves Donald Trump. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, no, he's gonna, he's gonna win. No, no question. I don't know. I can't do it. It's I can only say some some things in her uh, accent, which isn't at all accurate. But she was convinced he was going to win, and that the polls were totally wrong. And she was kind of right. I mean, they did fuck up the polls. I know your uh, your boyfriend uh, Nate Silver uh, is Love defending Nate himself, Silver. but yeah, I, mean, he, I think he yeah. said he addressed this. I was listening to a podcast of him just yesterday. He addressed this. He said, "If people come up and tell us that we got it wrong." I tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, he's, we absolutely said that this could happen. Yeah, that's a great, like I said, that's a great grift, uh, you know, where you just, where no matter what happens, you said it could happen because you wrote about every possible thing that could happen. <laughs> uh, so, you know, good for him. But I'm sorry uh, you don't understand so. statistics. I, I do understand statistics, uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's uh, that's it's amazing that you could make a living off of it. When off you know, of it's statistics, like, it's like people, well, off of the way that he does, like as a public intellectual, uh, where he doesn't actually have to take a stand or you know make a hard decision on anything. Well, the whole um, idea is that you lay out all the possible outcomes, yes, and then talk about how likely they are. Like, what's so wrong about that? It's not like, well, everything has an unknown equal possibility. It's like, no, here's here's the things that could happen, and this one's pretty likely, and that one's pretty likely, and that one's pretty unlikely. He's yeah, not going to go out there and make never... the claim like your mom, like, oh, there's a bunch of shy Trump voters. I'm sure Trump is going to win. That's, like, not yeah, an but... informed point yes, of view, uh, which yes, I think I'm is sure... kind of your point. Yeah, well, my point, no, my point is just that... Uh... It's like okay, great, but no one. It's impossible to prove whether it actually was likely or unlikely because all we have is just the thing that happened. And there's a sample size. I mean, how how many sam- how many samples do we have? Like five elections now with Nate Silver, four of them. You know, the sample size of whether Nate Silver is correct. You know, whether what he says is likely to happen actually happens. We we don't really know. I'm just saying it's a great grift. I respect him for it. Anyway, my mother. So she was convinced that Trump was going to win. I guess she maybe my mother read read Nate Silver uh, when he said that Trump might win, and she decided that that was the the correct thing um, because you know whatever all things are possible. Um, but but anyway, 
Uh, and uh, and I so I said, well, look, I thought to me that looked like easy money, you know, because it seemed pretty obvious to me that Trump was going to lose just not just statistics, but, you know, the basic I guess it's they inform statistics. Right. But just the basic facts of he's an incumbent. The economy looks like this. People are saying this, whatever. And uh, hold up. Sorry. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up a great tweet. Someone someone was retweeting all these great Nate Silver stories about. Uh, Ohio being a, a really close and things like that. But anyway, um, my mother, I bet her $500 that Donald Trump would not be. I, I, I was very clear because I think Joe Biden might die. Uh, so, I, you know, he's, he could drop dead any second the way he looks, uh, you know, or he could be, you know, they could put him in a home any day now. But I, I decided uh, to, I phrased it as Donald Trump will not take the oath of office for president in January. Okay, so uh, that was she, that he has to make it until January is what you're saying and win. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh and I think no no the, the way I said it was basically like Donald Trump won't win. Right. I'm not saying Biden will be the next president. I'm just saying Donald Trump won't win. I probably okay. should have just said Donald Trump won't win the electoral college is probably what I should have said. But anyway, that's essentially what I meant. Yeah, oath and, of uh, office. And, yeah. Yeah, and then I I got her really riled up and then she's like, All right, I'll take it. Five hundred and then my dad was on the phone on speaker, and they were like, I heard them mumbling. She's like, 250. This is Market Liberation Front. Burton Bourne, Henry Hazlitt. Remember that vacation we took to Las yeah, Vegas? Yeah, I do. Can't forget it. I was uh, when when I when I was gambling with my mother. I hadn't. I quit gambling about a year ago. I think I've talked about this before. Uh, when I lost four hundred dollars, when I was barely able to walk, and somehow they let me play blackjack on the on the cruise ship, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I was out four hundred. And I had never gambled that much in my life. But I just kept I kept losing a hundred and then doubling up, and eventually I was like, "Well, I can't be down like eight hundred dollars. That would be a fucking disaster." <laughs> so. Uh, so I stopped and I was out. That was a bad way to start the cruise. But anyway, when we went, this is when I think you had just graduated from college. This would have been like you had just started your job, yeah. I think, because this was summer. Of yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And I was, and I was, it was when I was working um, in my first uh, job in my line of work, making ten dollars an hour. Uh, so I had fucking no money. You know, and you didn't want to spend any money, or at least not didn't want to make me feel bad because I think you were living with your parents at the time. I was. I just, I'm just so cheap. Loaded, I didn't man. want to spend any money, and yeah. especially after I got out of yeah, college, was... the whole idea that you go to a bar and you pay eight dollars for one drink, I thought was just criminal. So, I just yeah. Well, anyway, well, we that was a great that was a great trip to Vegas. Uh, I had fun. We drove there. You know, we brought a bunch of weed with us. I don't know if uh, I had fun. We stayed in. Which we stayed hotel? in the Luxor, and we called it the slums of the Luxor because it was really far away from everything, and it was really old and yeah, shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. No, look, it was one of those things like when I had to go to like a church retreat where it was so bad it was <laughs> fun, right? Because Vegas, if all of my friends who are you know women in their early to mid twenties and are really hot, they go to Vegas and have an am- amazing time because weird rich guys buy them things. You know, like they just buy them drinks or like, you know, whatever. And I shouldn't say buy them things. They'd like buy them drinks. They go and they have a great time. And then you and I went, you know, we had no money 
Remember we went to the pool party. We spent like ten bucks on a twelve. Yeah, yeah, night. yeah. We just kind of we, we kind of just stood there, and there were all these like super buff dudes with six packs, and like these just these incredibly attractive women, you know, lots of fake yeah. boobs and thongs, and we were just kind of you and I were kind of just standing there like, oh, this shit yeah, sucks. absolutely, that is yeah, exactly like, what it was like. I remember yeah, thinking like, we, like ugh, yeah. ten dollars for this shitty Bud Light, this is criminal. Oh yeah, well, and you have to pay to go to the pool party, but if you're a woman, you don't. I was like, what kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not, that's the thing is, I'm not being a sexist when I'm like, women have a better time. It's just because the structures there are sexist. It is designed for attractive women to have a good time and for rich men to have a good time. Yeah. It's just how it's built. If, But I was, I, you know, I had just turned 21. I thought it would be kind of funny to go there. I remember, and we went and gambled. Uh-huh. And we, we, you and I put like ten dollars into the slot machine, and at one point you were up seventy five cents, and you're like, "I'm fucking <laughs> done with this," <laughs> <laughs> which is too bad because we didn't really watch sports at the time. Uh, that would have been but much it would have been more cool fun. to go to a sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we could have bet on some baseball or something. <laughs> go to a sports book. I think the only way I would go back to Vegas now is to just go and hang out at the sports book and like drink. Yeah, I went. My that would be a good time. Well, it's a long story why I went went recently, but after this trip. And after I met my now wife, I was telling her about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, Vegas kind of sucks. Like, it's really expensive, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I had a great time when I go. I'm like, what? Like, why? And she's like, no, you don't have to pay for anything. You get into all the places for free. Everyone buys you drinks for free. It's great. And I thought, no, it sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. But I remember after that trip, after that trip, you said, "We what we got to do is we got to come back when we're willing to spend ten thousand dollars on this trip because that's the only way to make it fun." Fucking (laughs) yeah, yeah. Even if you're not even trying to get laid, just have a good, you know, just like you want to get drunk, you want to eat some good food, you want to do some gambling, (laughs) you know, you want some like attractive, you want attractive women to just be around you and talk to you so you look cool. You need about ten. Yeah, because I think we probably spent we probably spent. You know, after gas, food, alcohol, it was probably like two fifty each. Oh, for really? Days, I don't think even that much. I think like one fifty. Yeah, no, it was probably two hundred. <laughs> yeah, because it was the hotel. I think it was fifty dollars yeah. a night for the room, and we split a hotel. We had like the two queen yeah. beds. You know, <laughs> and I brought a sack of weed with me. That was pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god! And I think we brought. I think we went to the. I think we went to the grocery store and like bought. Like you bagels. know, like a twelve rack of Bud Light before, we, yeah, before we went to that club that night. <laughs> we might have gone to one buffet or something, or like a shitty one for only twenty five yeah. bucks. Vegas is really not; it's not but, backpacking through Europe. There's no, there's no good reason to do it on the cheap. Like it's just way worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now you know, and, and the thing is, if I went now, I would probably stay at a decent hotel, just one right enough to walk three miles to get to the cool places. And I would probably just go to sh- – I wouldn't go to clubs or anything. I'm not really into that. I'd probably just, like, go to some cool shows, maybe watch a Raiders game. It would be it would be a good time. Actually, maybe when when the when the stadiums open up, you and I should go to a Chargers game in Vegas. I'd be down. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. That would be the a cool The stadium yeah. and then, is pretty then, cool, honestly. I drove by it last time I was yeah, there. Yeah, we could drop – you know, it would be like, hey, didn't your parents get remarried in uh, Vegas? Or didn't they renew they did vows, actually. They never had a wedding to begin yeah. with. So on their twenty fifth oh. anniversary, or so twenty eighth anniversary, or thirty second, some one of those. I think thirty second. They, yeah, we had a. It was in the late February of twenty twenty. So probably we all should have gotten COVID while we were there, but we didn't. And, <laughs> and they had an Elvis wedding in Las Vegas, and it was. Uh, me and all my sisters and some of my mom's family 
and it was honestly like really really fun i had a great time i bet on sports i won yeah. uh we stayed in a pretty nice uh, hotel yeah. in the wind yeah it was a good time yeah i forgot yeah you bet on the xfl yeah right? i think i gave you some money yeah for yeah, yeah but yeah. they we lost right. that one we should do we need to do it we need to do a gambling episode. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, just to talk about gam- like the like what are the most co- cost-efficient ways to gamble. And the reason we're talking about this, by the way, there is a point. You will get some information out of this episode. Uh-huh. Um, is that uh, we're going to talk about travel and whether it's worth it, how to do it for cheap. Um, you know, because we have – I think you and I both travel extensively, uh, but we're also still pretty frugal people. And so there are ways to do it. I will say the the best gambling experience I ever had in my life was in Carson City, Nevada. Really, I was there on business. Yeah, and, and uh, I was I was doing business there, and uh, but I was busy the whole time, and we were just driving through California and through Nevada, and so Shitstain was my driver, and basically I was like, look, man, I can put you up in my hotel and I can feed you. Just drive me around for a week, <laughs> and so we ended up at this absolute shithole that made the Luxor you know look like the Bellagio in the year 2000 it was a fucking it was just it was sort of like a, it was just like a motel with a casino attached to it I got food poisoning uh, at the at the seven at the seven dollar buffet uh, but before that happened we they had a blackjack table where it was a dollar per hand pretty so low rent you brought man. 50 yeah yeah and like it was so bad like the blackjack dealer was making mistakes she's like wait, wait okay okay yeah so and and the, the the people at the table there was one guy who like made a joke to me about beating his wife i was like oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> he's just like hey man you know she fell down the stairs right <laughs> and he winked at me and my shit stand and i looked at each other like, the oh my god. <laughs> but but they and the it was a dollar a hand so we brought 50 bucks each and we're like we can lose all of this and we played for i don't know three or four hours off that 50 bucks and I think I, I think I won like ten dollars. And the best part was they were bringing out beers the whole time, just to get us more drunk and make us do crazy stuff. So they were giving us free drinks to encourage the gambling, uh, and we ended up coming out ahead. I think that was a pretty cool gambling experience. <laughs> Probably the best I've ever had. So it's better than losing four hundred dollars in twenty minutes. Let me tell you. But uh, where I live, you cannot gamble. I would have to travel to do that. And um, Jacob Lundfisker, a friend of the show, a guy we read often, he's not a big fan of no, travel. No, he, uh, he wrote an article that said, travel is not worth it. That's the title. So, oh, all right. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, yeah, he he's... So he wrote this pretty long piece about how travel and tourism are a total waste of time and money. And what I really love about this is that he writes a whole long article about this, but there's one tiny clause that he wrote that I think invalidates his entire argument, which is that he said, here is what I have learned from visiting 14 countries, mostly professionally. So he hasn't even done that much tourism, and clearly he never really wanted to, but he has got a lot to say about what tourism is about. Yeah, it sounds like the, I think the key line there is mostly professionally, because I've traveled a lot for work to different countries, probably more than fourteen. Uh, and let me tell you, I had a hell of a lot better time when I went back to those countries when I was not working. Uh, although there are even there are also ways around that as well. But anyway, uh, let's let's dive into the article. So, 
So, uh, like he says, there's a lot of criticisms not... of of how travel itself is uncomfortable. Like sitting on planes, trains, and automobiles is uncomfortable, um, which is true. But I feel like mm-hmm. most of his points have to do with that. Yeah, and they're also he sort of it always exaggerates it. Like <laughs> you have to get up at two a.m. to start the journey. You really don't. You know, every once in a while, I think I would get up at like five or six for an early flight. But even then, if you don't, if that's important to you, you don't have to do it. You know, sometimes the early flights are cheaper, but they're often not actually cheaper because you, for example, if you're in a city and you have an early flight, sometimes the trains aren't open mm-hmm. yet. So you have to take a cab and it ends up costing more than one that would be later right. in the morning, even though that one is still more expensive up front. So that's something to think right. about. But anyway, um, there is truly nothing like standing outside the airport in a new country at 11 p.m. when all you had all day was 23 peanuts and 8 ounces of water and a single-serving DIY meal consisting of something brown, something yellow, and something orange. I gotta say, food on airplanes, a lot better than Oh, it man. It is. Actually, I had, I had some on a flight recently, and I was like, wow, this is actually really good. A lot better than I expected. What would what, you, what, uh, what, you fly with? That was on EVA Air, or EVA Air. Uh, to Taiwan. Know. I don't know it. Uh, okay. Yeah, another another uh, early year travel that you should have gotten COVID oh, during. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's a whole story. I, we can get into that maybe after we're yeah. done with Jacob, but that's, that, was a, that was an exciting time for me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now he's complaining about taking off his shoes at airport security. Yeah, whatever. You have to take off your shoes. Um, oh, life is look, so hard. You have to take off your shoes. Look, airports do fucking... Yeah, th- this is like amazing because this is the guy who's like, I sew my own clothing. <laughs> I grow all of my own food. <laughs> you know, he's like... He's, he has a... He, I was reading... I was digging through his blog and he has a post called like, How to Repair the Roof on Your RV <laughs> where he's analyzing... Because he's too cheap to buy a new one. He's talking about all the ways he's trying to repair his RV roof. <laughs> You know, yet suddenly taking your shoes off at the airport is this epic, this titanic struggle for him. It's like, no, it's a struggle because you're spending money and you're mad about That's that. Right. Yeah, because it costs yeah, money he's complaining to travel. About, <laughs> yeah, that's the real problem here. And it's all, it, also, it's not even that expensive. I recently flew from Berlin to Madrid. Even with their ridiculous baggage rules, one-way flight, it was $80. It's so cheap there. And it should have been it should have been a little lower, but I got screwed on the exchange rate by Ryanair. But still, eighty bucks, you know. And uh, to get to the airport, I lived sort of close to the airport. It was a ten dollar Uber ride. And then when I got to Spain, took the took the metro. I forgot how much. It was like five bucks. Not even that. You know, it was a hundred dollars, less than a hundred dollars to transfer myself. Yeah. From Berlin to Madrid, and because of COVID, there were no lines. You know, it was like. All, it was door to door, six hours. Well, uh, you could have the same experience <laughs> because Jacob, yeah, hold on. Jacob will will uh, if you <laughs> flying is like sitting in a closet with a vacuum cleaner on for ten hours. If you find that exciting, just come over and I'll charge you five hundred bucks for the experience. <laughs> I'll even make you wait in the closet for two hours before I turn the vacuum cleaner on because it needs. Refueling. <laughs> Does he think they're lying about the refueling thing? <laughs> I will say, man, the worst, this is like the weed episode, the worst flight that I ever had was I was on the tarmac for I think a total of five hours before we took off. I was flying from New York to LA. So I should have arrived at LA around 11 p.m. And I, I think I was in bed at 7 a.m. 
Yeah, that sucks. And the, the worst part the worst part was when I was in line for the airplane, I took an edible <laughs> when I was in line for security. I brought the edible with me. And then I was eating it in line. And like when I got to the trash bin where they make you throw out your water, I threw out the edible wrapper in there. And uh, and it takes about an hour to kick in, right? So I was like, perfect. I'll just go, right? And my, my flight was going to leave in about an hour and a half. I'll be boarding. It'll be perfect. And then it it was, you know, and then I went to sleep and I woke up and, we, and I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like the airplane's on. Are we already in L.A.? What the fuck happened? And I looked out and I'm like. No, this looks like LaGuardia. <laughs> and I had been asleep. I had been asleep for like two hours. And I just pulled. But the, here's the thing: I pulled out a book, uh, and I read it for I don't know eight hours straight, and uh, it was great. I finished the book. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I like I like how it's like this guy who's all about stoicism. He can't fathom the idea of sitting <laughs> still for t- for ten hours. I know. I think there's something you know, wonderful about you know, getting to just sit in one place for for so long and do yeah, whatever, and, read whatever. And to not have, yeah, n- not to be fucking around on my cell phone <laughs> just to pull out a book or to f- focus on one thing for an hour. It's amazing. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, so he just really uh, the guy hates who put, flying. Yeah, okay. I mean, also, you can take a cruise, which can be surprisingly cheap. Uh, My mom, uh, she's always looking at deals on cruises, and it's insane. It's like the cost of a motel for, granted, a smaller room, but not an uncomfortable room, plus uh, unlimited food for a week, and it's like $300. It's just fucking insane, man. Yeah, cruises, well... Probably, Uh, she's not going now, right? But maybe before the pandemic? No, 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 no. yeah, yeah, no. Before they they're retired, so they were. I would say they were probably on a cruise ship two months a year before the yes. pandemic. Yes, such good at retiree. They activity. go on like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hotel bo- beds are never as good as my own, regardless of what the hotel charges. Okay, I also think it's that's totally bullshit. full of shit. Between forty and two hundred dollars a night, they all feel the same. That is absolutely wrong. <laughs> uh. Okay, so he just isn't interested in like seeing beautiful things in the world, I guess. Like he's Yeah, this is the this is the saddest part. It is. You should read this. It's like the whole okay. paragraph. The gorgeous beaches of Hawaii, the mind-blowing dolphins, what? They can kill you with their brains, eh? The impressive cathedrals, the tranquil streams <laughs> running down the majestic mountains. Ah, don't get me started. I'm not a travel writer, so I'm going to just use my limited modern yeah, vernacular to say it's all awesome and amazing, even if it's just a damn beach with some water, some sand, and a bunch of wash-up plastic, or a bunch of old bricks stacked up on top of each other, just like at home. Seriously, if I want to see an amazing church or an awesome building, I don't really have to travel to another country to do it. In fact, I've pretty much forgotten all the wonderful things I have seen in the world. But I'm pretty sure they were awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so like we've talked about this a million times. So much of personal finance writer is is just someone convincing themselves that the self-harm that they're doing is actually good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that there's some re- there's some redemptive you know it's i think for lack of religion there's some sort of redemptive suffering that they're undergoing and you know and it's like they actually they you know they don't want to see beautiful things like oh fuck off man like what, what do you think i remember i recently uh when i was in rome i was riding my bike past um past st peter's square and i used to work a two-minute walk from st peter's square for a year and I would walk past it every day, right? 
and I hadn't, and I, so I'd done, I'd walked past this hundreds of times, you know, I'd been inside of it, all inside and out. I hadn't been for a couple of, uh, no, actually I hadn't been for a few months, but I was on my bike and then I stopped and I just looked at it and I was truly in awe, you know, and I was like, oh, there's a reason that tens of millions of people travel from around the world to see this place. People who aren't even religious come here to see this place at night or to just see it at all. You know, and there's something that's sort of transcendent about travel that I, I think that a lot of these people who all they care about is money, they lose out on. I completely agree. I think it's, well, he makes this point that you can just look at pictures of stuff on Google Images. Where is that? Oh, fuck off. Have you seen a photo? Have you seen a photo of the Grand Canyon? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. I was going to use that exact example. <laughs> that's, that's the perfect yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. looking at a picture of the Grand Canyon is like, oh, that's cool, whatever. Going there, like, oh, my God. It is, pictures do not capture what it is like when you're there. You're like, holy moly, this is crazy. So, yeah, and, and everything is like that. It's like looking at a picture sitting in sitting on your couch is definitely not the same thing as going and looking at it yeah yeah and here's this is i love this point this this point also reveals the depths of his autism i can increase my perspective just as easy by talking to people on the internet reading foreign newspapers or listening to foreign radio broadcasts as i can by going to another country and hanging out with locals for a couple weeks like if you think a newspaper is the equivalent <laughs> to having dinner with someone <laughs> I, you're what, what do you do? Like, how do you? Uh, <laughs> what do you do with someone like that? Well, yeah, I, I mean, read your own like country's newspaper. Is it the same as talking to people that you, like your friends that you, or even people you don't know, like going to a bar and meeting people? Is it the same thing? No. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Oh. And he also now he's. This is the best one though. Travel is not a source of personal mm. growth. If you have a thousand bucks. Also, he has the dollar sign and then bucks after it, which, I, I'm sorry, it just annoys me endlessly. If you have a $1,000 bucks, <laughs> uh, you can go anywhere in the world by making a few phone calls, okay? The travel, and so his, his beef is that the travel skills required for international travel are not really much more advanced than the travel skills required to navigate your local bus system. So he's mad that you don't gain a skill from travel, Okay, I disagree with that. It is absolutely a skill, even if you're planning it all yourself on the internet. Because I, my wife and I have done a, a fair amount of travel, and we are definitely better at planning it now. than We did all this really stupid shit when we started, and we're way more... Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think it takes, it takes some ability that requires practice. I mean, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, he booking says, a plane ticket is not hard, but, like, knowing, you know... What is a good plane ticket to book is is hard. Yeah, or even you know when you get there, uh, navigating things it's not always easy. I will say, I mean, I think of it this way: when I first started traveling a lot in Europe five years ago, compared to now, it's like night and day. You know, and that said, who cares? Like, your life isn't all about whether or not you can acquire skills or not. Oh, his is. I used to be against. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, because of his apocalyptic vision that we talked about not too long ago. But uh, he, uh, it's it sort of, it's sort of, I used to be against the idea of going to a beach and just doing nothing for a week as a form of travel. I used to be like, no, you have to go to like lots of museums and do shit. But I've come to appreciate the beach or the cruise more. Well, I, as a matter of fact, am about to go on just a vacation where all we're going to do is go to the beach. 
Yeah, so we're going? going to. Can you, can you say? Yeah, that? we're going to Sayulita, Mexico, which is a small town outside of Puerto Vallarta. It's like tropical Mexico, oh, nice. not desert Mexico, and that's our oh. plan. We're going there for four days. It's over our anniversary. We're just gonna chill on the beach the whole time and eat tacos. Huh? How long are you gonna be there? How long? For yeah, like four days, about. Yeah. Four days. Okay. Right. Are you are you dreading the flight? I mean, you're gonna have to take your shoes off. <laughs> Even worse, I'm gonna have to wear a mask the whole time. Oh no. Oh man, I gotta say, I have a I have like a comfortable mask. I bought it at a sporting goods store. It's the best purchase ever. I wash it every night. It's just uh, such a nice mask. I've never been uncomfortable. Agreed. Enough. Yeah, I I really honestly, the, my wife had the idea that we should wear masks on planes before the pandemic even happened. So it's it's much better. I'm actually really I'm really not worried about the flight at all. People are like, oh, like flying, like oh, isn't that like kind of sketchy? I'm like, no, like literally everyone's wearing a mask and the air is filtered and changed all the time. It's you know it's more dangerous to go have dinner inside with people than like get on a plane. Yeah, there the uh, there I don't think there's been a super spreader event on a plane. Nope. Is what I read recently, or what some smart guy told me. He works at Google. Um, I don't know. He's like one of those guys who's like, he doesn't have any really expertise, but he's sort of just like knowing about everything because he spends all day on the internet. <laughs> and, I, and I told him, I expressed some, I was like, I don't know, I'm a little skeptical about flying. Like, I don't want to get sick, you know, being in that tube. And he's like, no super spreader event on a flight ever. That's like, all really? he said? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. You know, the air is constantly being filtered. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yep, we're going to get there. It's like, it's uh, tropical. Everything's outside. We're going to go to the beach, go surf. Things going to be fun. All right. So now I think we've established that travel is not uh, the great Satan. It's okay to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's perfectly fine. But uh, on a practical level, what what is your system? Like, how do you decide where you're going to go? When you decided, how do you book? Like, what is your strategy? Because while I think Lund Fisker can just, you know, go eat his vegetables and talk to his newspapers or whatever, you know, imaginary friends he has, some of us would actually like to go out into the world and experience things. What is your approach? Like, how do you and your wife travel? And uh, what do you get out of it? You know, or, or I should say, like, what's your So strategy? our my hard-won experience has led me to this approach to travel. The first thing that you got to do is think about what do you want to do when you travel anywhere? Like, what are the activities that you want to do? Do you want to sit on the beach? Do you want to visit old buildings? Do you want to go to museums? Do you want to meet people? Whatever it is. What you want to do mm-hmm. informs where you want to go. So you can think about what is the best place to do the things that you want to do. And then where you want to go informs everything else, like the hotels and flights and da da da. So what, what we used to do was plan in terms of, okay, we want to go to this place what is literally the cheapest flight to that place? Because the plane ticket is is like the most expensive single thing. Um, so you you would you'd pick that before the date, right? It, or like we want to like, go in this time. Like, what's the cheapest flight? It's like okay, we wanted to. <laughs> one right. of our first ones was we went to Europe, and it was like we're going to quote unquote Europe, and uh, the cheapest flight is at this time to Copenhagen okay we're going to copenhagen right. <laughs> you know like that was how we yeah, did yeah. it what, what, what do you use what do you use google yeah, flights google flights it's really good yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Me too. I use Google. I use what I I use Google Flights, and then I'll check it against one other one just to see because sometimes it'll be like slightly cheaper. Oh really? But uh, when I when I don't have a destination in mind, Google Flights is the best because you have a map, and then they'll just give you like I just pulled up Google Flights right now, right from Madrid to uh, Dublin. There's one flight for forty five euros to Vienna. There's twenty six to London twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just gives you uh, dates. And then let's say you pick a place, then you can like look at the, you can look at the map, or sorry, sorry, you can look at the calendar once you've picked the place, and then it says you know what the prices are for each day. Right. And that's how I ended up. That's how I ended up getting that. You know, after taxes, baggage, everything. That eighty, that eighty dollar ticket to Madrid from Germany. Because I was like, I want to go to Madrid soon, but I'm not really. I don't have a total preference on when it is. Yeah, that's good. It's nice if yeah, you're flexible usually... like that because if you travel on on like random weekdays, it can be a lot cheaper than on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then a Friday Saturday thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, and we used to do a lot of we, Airbnbs we, when we went places, but they we I don't know. I feel like Airbnb for me is hit and miss. Like sometimes it's like really great and it's really cool, and sometimes there's just something weird about it. Like we went to one, the, the one where they asked if we needed our own towels, and then we yeah, that's a pretty bad like, sign. What the fuck? And then we got the towels, and they were like the crustiest, scratchiest. She like left a garbage bag of the crustiest towels I'd ever seen in my life on our doorstep. So that was. You know, that kind of shit happened. Or, like, we stayed in this one in Costa Rica where there's no air conditioning. It was really far from everything. And we could rent these, like, really shitty bicycles. <laughs> so that's what we did. And there's, like, a there's a hornet nest on the porch. So, like, you didn't really oh, want to yeah. sit outside because there's these terrifying bugs flying around. Yeah. So uh, we kind of look at hotels now because it's kind of the same price and you're more likely to get something good. I don't know. What do you do? I so here's what I do. I first I check Airbnb, and my rule is, it depends when I'm traveling, when I'm arriving. But I you can check self check in, which I usually prefer, because it's just like a lockbox, and they give you the code, and it's easy, so you don't have to worry for the person to arrive, so you're not waiting outside or whatever, right? Because that can sometimes be a pain in the ass, Uh, just waiting for the person to show up to let you in. So if that's a problem, do a check-in, do a self-check-in. And I'll never go with someone who doesn't have like 50 reviews and that are, you know, four-star up. Because if you if you host hundreds of people, every once in a while, it's like, you know, the toilet's going to flood or the electricity is going to go out and they're going to give you a bad rating, whatever. But the reviews are pretty – if the person has a ton of reviews and they're good, you're probably not going to get a crusty towel situation. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't – you know, and I forget what they call They're like super hosts or some shit like that, but – those are people who are clearly they're professionals about it, and when you do that, that's great. Now that said, uh, for example, in Madrid, I needed an Airbnb. I needed a place to stay for one night because, um, you know, in between my apartment and where I was staying initially, I just had one night to to go. So first, I looked on Airbnb. I found some stuff, but I didn't find anything with uh, with the self check in or. Uh, the basic things that I wanted or anyone that I could really trust with that was at a reasonable price. So I go to hotels.com and I'll always check that. And sometimes I'm like, shit, man, that is so much cheaper than Airbnb. <laughs> when I went to, I went to Normandy in February and the cheapest Airbnb was like a hundred dollars a night in Normandy, right? For kind of a simple place. And I looked at hotels.com 
and I got like a, I stayed at it. It was like a, not quite a motel, but like right on the brink of being a motel, but totally clean and nice, had good ratings, and it was forty five dollars a night. Yes, yeah, I always use hotels. dot you know, com. Yeah, and, and it's like you spend ten nights, you get one free based on the average price that you spent for the previous ten. Uh, you have an account with yeah. them? Yeah, so I use that all the time. Yeah, I actually yeah, just yeah. used it on on a little road trip we did last weekend. We got, like, I paid 15 bucks for this hotel in a pretty good location in San Diego. It was great. Shit, is that be, did you already, was that like your 10th night or was it only $15? Was it really? Only yeah, $15? yeah, I was using the free night. Man, the, the real, the uh, real okay, racket okay. is booking work hotels on my on my personal hotels.com account because they oh, yeah, put me up in yeah. super expensive hotels and like the value of your free night is it's like the average of all 10 nights that you use to get it so if you book really expensive hotels yeah, it's yeah. more valuable when you get the free night so yeah man Let's, do you have a do you have a travel uh credit yeah card? i do what what is it what's the capital one venture card Oh, okay. I used to have that. I have a Chase Sapphire now. I think it's Reserve. Uh, and it's it's all right. Uh, but my, the racket I've been getting into is when I'm living... Sometimes I live in Airbnbs for like a month or two at a time. Uh, and that's really not the best deal. Ideally, you want to go to like the Craigslist equivalent, wherever you are. Like if you're, if you're on like a long-term vacation, let's say like a month or two weeks, sometimes it's worth it to look at... Uh, at the local area and get like a short-term rental, which can be a better deal. Uh-huh. But I'm currently paying for my rent in Madrid with credit card. I went to the broker. Oh, nice. And I went to the broker, and even my even my uh, um, my my uh, deposit is on credit card, and they have and they're going to send it back to my bank account. What? So that's Man, just that's like, a racket. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like six hundred bucks or something, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it's like, all right, cool. So that's a, uh, you know, I mean, it's not a ton of money, you know, maybe it's uh, 40 bucks or something, you know, when it's all said and done. No, not even, it's probably like 20 bucks or something, but man, eh, it worked out. Yeah, I, uh, I try I and know, put I as much like... as I can on the, the travel credit card because it's as, to us, it's as good as cash. Like we, we travel pretty frequently, so it makes sense for us to have one. But I will say... I don't know the Chase travel program. Sometimes I put it in, and the same flight is significantly cheaper on Google Flights. So, like, if you're booking through their travel program or whatever, always double check it against Google Flights or Kayak or something, because quite often it's like, oh, these flights do not match up, and you're really you're losing money basically. Yeah, the Capital you know, One deal for another occasion. The Capital One deal is if you pay for anything travel related, a flight, a hotel, a taxi, whatever then anything then later what you do is you you go you like pay for it with your credit card and then you go into their website and say okay uh, reimburse me for this travel this purchase travel? with their points ah okay i wonder if you could do that for chase i don't think you i don't think you could do that for chase i think for chase it's you have these points and they're like okay through our portal you can now book a flight yeah yeah i like that uh, setup because but, it's yeah. like you don't really think about it you just book kind of what you want and then you get reimbursed for it. Right. Right, right. Do you have um, accounts uh, with all you... the airlines, like their frequent flyer accounts? You know, I don't. But I think I, I think I will because I'm still the kind of guy who I take the cheapest flight, but I've flown enough that those were probably adding up. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if it 
even if it's long term. I probably should. Uh, but do you? Yeah, I just went ahead and made ones with all the airlines we most frequent frequently fly out of, uh, just because, like, I don't know, why not? You might as well. Yeah, it's not a. T- but the thing is, I will. I will say, I think people seem to exaggerate how much points get you. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and it's like, oh, cool, a hundred bucks for travel. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Which is better than nothing. Yeah, and the other thing is, if you have the account with them, it makes it makes dealing with them easier. Like the the like check in process, and you know, you just type your your account name into the machine that gives you your boarding boarding pass. Like all that gets easier. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, no. I guess the the last question that I would have is, when you are traveling, what are you doing? Because I think that's no getting a cheap flight in a hotel, fine right but what you do while you travel i think that's what makes the difference where it actually is expensive or not you know because if you're smart about how you book everything you'll save a few hundred bucks here and there but once you get there that's where where it really counts yeah the things that i like to do when we travel are pretty cheap usually it's usually like well if we're going to a beach place let's go to the beach um i don't know i really love to like walk around like cities and nature and just look at them or go to touristy things that you can walk around and look at. I I don't know. I enjoy that a lot. Um, places, man, we went to Thailand and the food there is really good. I'd really never been to a place that the food is a reason to go. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is like so, so right. worth it. Um, usually I go to, go to nature-y places. If we're in a city, like go shopping. My wife really loves shopping. So we'll do that. I don't know, pretty like cheap things, you know honestly. TripAdvisor, uh, I used to be a little skeptical of things like TripAdvisor, but if you roll up to a city, especially if it's like a major European city and you just want some good-ass food, some local food, go to TripAdvisor. Nice. There's so much good shit on there. Man, I didn't, I have never thought of no. that for food. Usually I use Yelp if we're in a foreign city. Man, I think TripAdvisor is better than Yelp in that, in that oh. case, in my experience, having, having looked at both. Um, but I, you know, I'll roll up and I've, I, you know, I've been to Madrid and I went to go see some guy. He's like, oh, I found this place on TripAdvisor, another American guy. And I told my Spanish friends about it. They're like, no, I've never heard about it. And I brought them there. Like this place is fantastic. <laughs> and they've lived in Madrid for several years. They're just not looking. You know? So the, the best thing is I'll say the cities that I've enjoyed the most are the ones where I have a friend who lives there. It goes without saying. Oh yeah. That's the best. If you know someone who's there, that's, that's like the best thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, some people. Uh, I gotta say, I got a little, I got a little tired of showing people around London when I lived there. <laughs> but when I, being that when friend. I was living abroad, I, yeah, yeah. When people were like, but what I learned my lesson, and whenever anyone I knew in London was like, "Hey, you want to go to the, the, the war rooms or you know, like the Churchill Museum or whatever," I'm like, "No, my parents are coming in a month. I intend to go with them." That's so funny. Yeah, the yeah. that's I I've uh, I don't know if I've had to like be that person for anyone. People don't usually visit where I live because it's kind of out of the way. Yeah, it's a total kind of a shithole. I agree. <laughs> Super expensive. Never come. It's like, what are you really? What are you really getting out of this? <laughs> yes, Jacob, it is like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're on a beach. All right, you know, I get it. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm reading. Uh, I just like cast my eyes over this other Jacob Lund Fisker travel tourism article and blah blah blah. So he <laughs> he claims in this article that he pl- completed the video games Tie Fighter and Quake on the hardest level. So this is a guy who he's willing to put in the time to completely beat these old video games but travel is a total waste because you're not gaining a skill but being good at video games that's a skill (laughs) a friend a friend of mine he reads maybe he might be listening uh shout out shout out ronan uh but he reads like uh longevity reddit where it's a reddit about gains and extending life interesting and someone post someone posted yeah, it's totally totally compliments your uh, intellectual conceits. Uh, that kind of read it's per- it's perfect for you, uh, but especially as an atheist. But um, and and someone posted they're like, why why do we want to extend our lives? What are we going to be doing? And all of the top replies were, play more video games. Do <laughs> <laughs> you play more video games? Oh my god, I you know I really don't agree with that. Actually, I think. Uh, a life well lived is is more valuable than a long life. <laughs> what about a long life well lived? Is that better than a, a life well lived? I, I don't know. Is it? Does an extra year of playing video so. games make your life better? <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what's better, a life well lived or a long life well lived? You know, would you rather be Alexander the Great or uh, Winston Churchill? Hmm. I don't know if I want to be either of those people, but I see your point. I, I just, um, yeah, I don't know. This kind of ventured into a philosophical territory I didn't expect to go. Uh, I did want to point out this this little piece of Jacob Lund Fisker's article where he talks about uh, if you're so interested in foreign travel and areas, well, why don't you look at home? Like, what? How much do you know about where you live? And then he he lists all these questions about where you live. Do you know all the streets in your city? Uh, do can can you name five different birds that live in your area what about five different grasses three edible plants do you know where the nearest body of fresh water is what about drinkable water do you know where the stream originates (laughs) do you know your neighbor what about the people on the street have you gained their perspective as you wander the streets of one can what consider the buildings (laughs) i don't know I just I have a I have this sneaking suspicion I can't confirm it that Jacob's neighbors don't like him very much. It's just a suspicion. It's just something in the back of my head that's just telling me maybe they don't like this guy. Also, maybe they're thinking about moving. suck it, Jacob, because I do know all the streets in my area. I do know five birds. I don't know five different grasses. I don't think that there even are. Uh, I do know where the nearest streams are. Uh, so, fuck you. I know everything about where I live. I will go travel. <laughs> Market Liberation Front at gmail.com. Leave a rating for the show. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>